0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's
1: chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The views and opinions expressed on the following program are those of the host and guests and do not necessarily represent those of any organization, including one generation away. It was free. freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of enterprise and freedom is special and red. This is Liberty Nation with Mark Angelides. A production of LibertyNation.com. Going after what the politicians really mean and making it all clear. For your freedom and your liberty. Liberty Nation with Mark Angelides.
2: A new year dawns and with it, a new Congress replete with hopes, dreams and schemes for the future of politics in America. But will these elusive hopes fall by the wayside as so many other New Year's resolutions do? Welcome back to Liberty Nation Radio's special New Year's edition here on the Radio America Network. I'd like to say a special thank you to our listeners out on... KSRM in Kenai, Alaska, on 9:20 AM and 92.5 FM. Thanks for being part of the team. Remember, this show is proudly sponsored by LibertyNation.com. You can access podcasts, breaking news, analysis, and a range of biting and brilliant shows to whet your appetite for freedom and your fondness for the Great American Constitution. A razor-thin majority for an incoming GOP-led House may throw up more problems than being in the minority party. What does the Republican Party under Kevin McCarthy hope to achieve, and what pitfalls will it face? We're very fortunate to be joined by our Liberty Nation special New Year extravaganza panel, senior analyst and longtime host of this here show, Mr. Timothy Donner, political pundit extraordinaire, Mr. Jeff Charles, and legal affairs editor, host of the excellent Uprising podcast and general man about town, Mr. Scott D. Casenza. Gents, I trust you all had a... Wonderful Christmas and are bracing for an exciting 2023. Now, Tim, uh, I'd love to get started with you on this. How do you see the lay of the land for the 2023 Congress?
3: Uh, I see a lot of investigations. Mm. I see investigations into the Biden administration, see investigations into the Afghanistan conflict, investigations into the origins of COVID and what Fauci and company had to do with perhaps suppressing reality about the Wuhan lab. And most of all, we're going to we're going to see investigations about the Hunter Biden laptop, which more precisely should be called the Joe Biden laptop, because honestly, none of us should care if Hunter Biden is a pervert or a drug addict. What we should care about is how what it reveals about his father, who happens to be the Mm. president of the United States. So it's going to be mostly investigations because any legislation from the House will be dead on arrival at the Senate or certainly at the White House as well, if it even comes to that. So I see mostly Mark jockeying for position for 2024.
2: That is actually a question I have for you specifically later, Tim, because I do want your opinion on that. Now, Jeff, I know that you have been uh, most interested in these hearings and committees that Tim's just mentioned. Um, which ones in particular are capturing your attention?
4: Yeah. I mean, uh, Tim kind of stole my thunder there. I mean, I think, Sorry. uh, the, Tim, uh Tim Donner, thunder stealer extraordinaire, should for be Biden laptop because that's right. The thunder thief. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, rough. really, <laughs> I bet. Uh, but th- this is going to really depend on if the president is implicated. Like, nobody cares if Hunter Biden is a crackhead. What they care about is if, you know, his father was in- involved in whatever weird shenanigans he was doing overseas. But I think beyond that, uh, I think that the investigations into uh, the border issue are going is going to be I think it's kind of a sleeper like I think it's kind of flying under the radar but I think what comes out about that is also going to be pretty significant I mean we just had a report out last week saying that Biden was very frustrated by the situation at the border which is very ironic but I think that you know the fact that they've mishandled this crisis is going to play a lot into what happens in 2024 and of Of course, there's even the the J-6 committee. I mean, they're going to be investigating that. And, you know, I I know we probably shouldn't go into it too much, but I think that the investigations into the FBI, that might actually yield a lot of interesting information. And new on the docket is the Twitter files. Uh, What was the nature of the government's relationship with Twitter? We've been getting a lot of information on that from Elon Musk and, and Matt Taibbi, Barry Weiss, and a lot of other journalists. I expect to see a a lot of uh, coverage on this. I expect to see um, a lot of uh, of making hay about this. So I think I think it's we're we're, we're going to be in for another tumultuous year in 2023.
2: Yeah, we had a obviously when it was a Democrat-led Congress in both chambers, we we had quite a few big tech people called in uh, to testify in front of Congress, and uh, for some reason, I actually think it's going to be the complete opposite coming up in this session, because it it doesn't seem likely to me that a Republican-led House will be that interested uh, in taking the position, at least optically, from a political optics point of view, that they are wanting to hold big tech more to account in terms of censoring misinformation, because that's really the opposite side of the argument they've put themselves on. Now, uh, Scott, Jeff mentioned briefly there the January 6th committee stuff. Uh, and now we obviously we saw them issue some criminal referrals against uh, former President Donald Trump, which you and I have discussed before. And that they really hold no legal weight. Uh, as I say you have made numerous criminal referrals about things, and uh, I could make one today, uh, and it would have pretty much as much weight. But.
0: Can Mark, expect- I'm an American. I would hope that my criminal referral would carry much more weight. On oh, no, a minor all
2: against the royal family well, to Scotland Yard. Uh, I uh, think yours uh, almost I- as valid
3: as mine. Yeah. <laughs> right.
2: um, so, should we expect uh, from the congressional investigations that are allegedly, apparently, uh, we have been informed that they are coming down the road? Should we expect the similar, almost? pointless criminal referrals to also come out of the Republican
0: led Congress. Well, that's the smart money bet. I think, Mark, um, historically, uh, in my, as I've borne witness to, uh, as a keen observer of the, uh, these hearings and how they go back and forth is the Republicans will exhaust people, uh, you know, with the pendulum on the other side of the aisle, just like the Democrats have exhausted people. Uh, it's, it's just a, you know, it's like that quick hit. You know, we're talking about Hunter Biden uh, uh, crack addiction. It is the crack of politics. It's the quick hit they get. You know, they get um, uh, right away. Their social media teams cut together the clip of mm-hmm. them yelling at the at you know the, the 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 challenging question you know that's that's asked, and then they cut it up and it goes on their Twitter and YouTube feeds like so and so destroys Biden uh-huh. administration right. person. Right. That's, that's destroys, what I expect, right. Destroying. Uh, we're uh, like this a, one weird trick. Yeah, right. The one weird trick. Uh, I, just I, to say, I, I know, believe that's right for about.
2: medicinal advertising. Yeah, well, I'm not yeah, sure. It's, it's got a lot Car of insurance especially,
0: actually. Uh, but Tim's right about calling it, you know, not saying the Hunter Biden laptop mm. investigation. We should be calling it the 10% for the big guy uh, Right investigation. Who's the big guy?
2: Well, yeah, according to people who would be in the know, Tony Bobolinski, for example, that big guy is obviously – joe biden and that may or may not come out i i doubt anybody will
0: ever admit it even though it's a great nickname right it's the big guy uh Paul hunter so, biden to testify and demand that he demand that he testify who it is and let's let's open up his tax returns and make them you know that to me is where i think that you know that's a yeah, real the test isn't it? Are going to go that is a this real is, test this is the but i think this really what's going
4: to yeah but, but what's going to come out of this so, i mean Yeah, there there won't be any heads rolling because of this. I I don't expect Republicans to really do a whole lot except for talk loud and say nothing in the words of james brown i think that we're just going to see those clips but nothing's really going to happen republicans aren't going to actually do anything even if they could i don't think they would because we've seen we've seen this movie before right they say all these things to get elected and then they get into office and they they do a lot of talking they talk very well they talk 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 they they talk bigly great talking but other than that we're not going to see much but it is going to possibly position them better for 2024 so who knows So here's the point. Final word for Tim.
3: Here's the point that we've reached where the Republicans now who are motivated by really by revenge for the last four years to prove that they'll give back to the Democrats what the Democrats gave to them. That's the big purpose of of this. And and politically important, I think, too. But we've reached a broader perspective. They've got to make them pay. Well, we've reached a point where the Republicans will probably be forming a committee to investigate the January 6th committee. That's the point that we have. The balkanization of American politics can be exemplified with that
2: and that that will likely be the only way that liz cheney ever makes it back to the lower chamber gentlemen we'll be right back talking about wrapping up 2022 after this short break don't go anywhere
1: for your freedom and your liberty liberty nation with mark angelides
2: before we look to the future it's important to look to the past uh, 2022 was indeed a year of turmoil politically for all involved but were any lessons learned well we're back with our special new year's panel tim donna scott cassenza and jeff charles now jeff imagine you were trying to sell the year 2022 to somebody what would be some of the the good features that you would mention, and what uh, dark secrets might you hide
4: actually, this is going to sound crazy, but I think the biggest um, development that came out of 2022 was none other than Mr. Elon Musk buying Twitter and causing all kinds of commotion. I'm loving it. I'm loving every, every bit of it. I'm having tons of fun. He's having tons of fun. Everybody's having fun, except for the people who like censorship. But i as as much as as much as this is good for people who like to see those people cry, I think. And coming in the next year, there's going to be a lot of stuff happening with Twitter that could have a, an impact on even politics. Like I mentioned before, uh, Republicans are already talking about investigations into the government's role in what Twitter was doing in the pre Musk era. So I, I think that we're going that we're going to see a lot more coming down the pike. I also think some of the ideas that he has for the platform is going to give a lot more opportunity to um, alternative voices, more right-leaning voices to be able to have a level playing field. He's talking about expanding the video offerings. So he, there's a lot that he wants to do with Twitter that I think is going to have an impact that we can't even see yet. As for what I want to hide, I want to hide that little crimson trickle that happened in the, in the midterm elections.
0: Okay, the, yes. Uh, conservative king of black Twitter 2022 sells itself, right?
2: <laughs> I wonder if I can get a, a pass to this ephemeral black twitter that i keep hearing about now scott i think from a liberty perspective there have been some wins this year
0: right i was just thinking of the word ghetto pass and uh, what it meant before <laughs> for your uh, for your black twitter pass i don't know why my mind went there but uh, in any case yeah would definitely repeat the question please <laughs>
2: right from a liberty perspective
0: what are some of the wins of 2022 if there were any uh well the so for people who are pro life the the huge win is that uh, we will see uh, potentially uh, many many fewer abortions going forward because of the uh the decision to overturn roe v wade and uh of course those people think that um The there is a a a human being that is human life that is being extinguished uh, for the most part in in, uh, many of these procedures and the liberty that those human life human human lives have that had been extinguished will no longer be so that's a huge win for them now of course for the pro choicers uh, that's a massive uh, loss uh, for liberty so uh, yeah I mean they're they're going to be really disappointed they can't murder all those unborn children right or a (laughs) potential loss I mean I actually happen to be. You know, making no one happy. I'm a pro choicer who thinks that 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 was correctly decided, that Roe was a bad decision. And uh, if we want to have liberal access to abortion services in America, which I favor, we have to do it through another, uh, you know, another mechanism rather than just, uh, for lack of a better term, just inventing the right out of whole cloth, which is what I think the court did in in Roe. So we also have. major wins in, in gun control. Boy, you mean you, you major wins
2: against gun control? Surely
0: Scott. Major wins for Liberty against gun control. Right. Mark. This is the pro the, the big Liberty win segment. So, uh, and we're going to have to see, you know, in terms of, in future years as to how those, it's like a pebble in a, uh, in a pond, mm. right? The waves come out and, uh, and we'll have to see, you know, how, how broad they reach and how, how tall they are when they hit the shores. But, uh, Everybody in the gun rights movement uh, is really buoyed by these recent decisions, and uh, to the extent that the Supreme Court stays relatively stable with its members and their ideology, we expect that to uh, to continue at least for the near term.
2: So that's the the New York Rifle and Pistol Bruin yes, case. And, and sorry, just a quick recap there. So that said, that uh, what what did what did Clarence Thomas write on that? That was so interesting. Well,
0: it's not what that specific ruling said. So much as what it did was say that we mean it. Okay, that yeah. that's what really they said. So what has happened before is that the Supreme Court has articulated in the Heller case and its legacy and McDonald and others that people have an individual right to keep and bear arms, and that it's just as much of a right as other important rights that we hold um, that were uh, you know recognized. They weren't granted, right? It's sort of an important point that. We had the, had those rights before the establishment of this Republic and they haven't been granted to us by the founding documents or the government, but that they have been reserved by us and they must be respected by the government. But what happened is a lot of States and localities implemented all these horrible gun control rules and they were being challenged. And, uh, because of an unwillingness by the Supreme court previously to take some of these cases and enforce their own previous judgments in many circuits, uh, Judicial circuits in the United States covering several states. Uh, those laws weren't enforced and people had their rights willy nilly uh, violated by the governments, uh, the state and local governments. And so what we've seen now is uh, basically turning that ship around and headed back the other direction to where we expect these governments will be uh, required to uh, respect and honor the Second Amendment rights of their uh, and that's not that's no bad thing tim What what's your analysis here and
2: were any serious lessons learned by those in the dc swamp do you think
3: <laughs> well i'll tell you what as we went into 2022 i think there were a couple of things that were safe assumptions number one was that joe biden was very weak very unpopular very old and looked very addled and looked like he wasn't headed for a second term one way or another. The second assumption, the corollary, was that the Republicans would certainly win the House. It was just a question of how many seats above the number 20 they would win and that Kevin McCarthy would glide into the Speaker's chair. (laughs) Well, now at the end of the year, Kevin McCarthy fighting for his life. And even in becoming speaker, he would face enormous challenges from the conservative caucus, the Freedom Caucus that's making a lot of demands in return for their crucial votes to get him across the finish line. And at the same time, Joe Biden is interpreting the 2022 midterm elections as a mandate for him to continue what he's doing and he is now far more likely to seek a second term than he was at the beginning of the year he thinks that he was upheld the lesson is that the republicans did little more than speak in aphorisms and broad sweeping sort of soaring language with no specifics with their commitment to America. It didn't work. Nobody bought it, and the Republicans have to learn that it's not enough to just stand there and say, oh, the Democrats are just so awful.
2: We have just a few seconds left, so I just want to go around the table for a end-of-year report card. Jeff, what's your scale?
4: You know, I will go with a B minus only because of the Supreme Court's decisions. Okay, Scott. F.
0: We have, uh, (laughs) (laughs) we're engaged in undeclared war by proxy in the Ukraine against Russia. That alone is an F for me, to to say nothing of all the other things that, that, that
3: drag it down. That's an F from Scott and Tim. Okay, Jeff, we're even because you stole my thunder this time. (laughs) I give him a B minus for the same reason, because of the Supreme Court, which will continue to be the gift that keeps on giving for liberty.
2: Liberty, indeed. And we'll be right back after this short break, talking what to expect in 2023 and political New Year's resolutions. Don't touch that dial.
3: Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of enterprise, and freedom is special and rare.
1: This is Liberty Nation with Mark Angelides, a production of LibertyNation.com, going after what the politicians really mean and making it all clear for your freedom and your liberty. Liberty Nation with Mark Angelides. And
2: we're back with our special New Year's Liberty Nation panel of Tim Donner, Scott D. and Jeff Charles. And it's time to break out the crystal balls and make some predictions on what the year ahead has in store for us. Uh, Gentlemen, I thought I might start this one off myself with a prediction that the president will demand Congress craft some legislation of some description to manage social media enterprises. Specifically, obviously, with Twitter in mind. Uh, What do we think? Am I right, wrong, or somewhere in between?
4: that is oh, definitely coming down the pike. I think you are 100 well 1000% 1, right about that. We saw uh, over this over the past couple of years, Biden was really cracking down on social media companies, Twitter included, but also Facebook. He came out and said that they were killing people because they weren't censoring enough COVID-19 mis- uh, misinformation, quote unquote. So yeah, I do expect to see that happen.
2: What okay, well let's let's go straight back on to you then, Jeff. Uh, what do your tea-, tea leaves tell you for the year?
4: I am predicting a massive record level sales of popcorn as people watch what's happening with these Republican investigations into Biden and and everything else. I think it's going to be the best example of political theater. I think episode after episode is going to be even more compelling than the House Select January 6th committee. I think that's going to be the big thing.
3: so (laughs) So you're saying they're going to actually take the format of the January 6th committee, which is... That wasn't a trial. It wasn't a committee. It was a showpiece. Oh, so they'll do the use the sake that makes sense.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean they, they may not be as good at putting on a show as Democrats, but they're they're going to put on a show because the content is going to be very compelling.
0: Well, Two points. Let's there. be clear that you have to you have to remember. That they didn't actually put on the show themselves; they hired an expert to produce that show. Exactly, uh, that television producer they hired, and I, I, actually don't know the answer to this. I'm sorry, I don't. But did they use public money to pay that person's uh, salary? It's a good question. I think probably but, um, that is a wait, fantastic question. The Republicans, the Republicans should do the same. And in fact, you know, if he could stay out of the way, Donald Trump might be the best person. You know, he this man knows how to produce a uh, compelling
3: television series. You know, so <laughs> but you know uh, what, true so, enough. So, Social media is something that was so reflexively left wing for so long that they, it's like when Fox News came along, the, the left couldn't stand the idea that there was one outlet that was conservative. One. Tim, we're still discovering whether how, how left-wing social
0: media will be without their thumbs on the scale. It'll be an interesting well, that, this experiment, is, right?
3: This is what I mean. The Twitter thing, you can't understate the significance of it. You know, the way I see it, Mark, is when Elon Musk took it over, if he did anything short of keeping it the way that it was, including trashing the whole thing, the country would be better off because we see what happened when Twitter censored stories in 2020. It may very well uh, have affected the outcome. It may have changed uh, the outcome. So getting rid of it altogether would even be better than going back to the way it was. And of course, I think The left is kind of confused about it now because part of them, they rely on social media, but now they hate social media in the form of a leader of social media, Twitter. So they don't know what to do if in doubt regulate.
2: Now uh, let's go to Scott. What do you predict uh, for 2023, the
0: Supreme court politics? What's on your plate? Well, I think that for me, the, uh, the big news in 2023 will be that the Supreme Court holds that uh, affirmative action in higher education is violative of all the laws that prohibit it that are already on the books, which is to say that the civil rights acts that pro- that prohibit discrimination against somebody or for th- the discrimination on the basis of race uh, is illegal. Right now, we have a situation where you can discriminate for somebody for preferred preferred races. Um, And that's not counted as against uh, the other people that you're discriminating against. Okay. Uh, But I think that's going to go away. And also I think that that uh, beyond college uh, admission and the universities will then reverberate out uh, to the greater society. That's what sort of led the charge for other uh, organizations to discriminate on the basis of race. And I think it will lead them to recede that uh, as well. And I think that's a great movement uh, in the country to the extent that we can Uh, not think of people first as race or sex or any other immutable characteristic. The whole reason for these civil rights laws in the first place, uh, I think that's a great thing. And uh, I expect we'll see that change in 2023. I I do not suspect, however, that we will
2: see it change in the the federal government and the state governments with uh, specifically the state governments with uh, handing out
0: Mark. It's got to start somewhere. You think it will I, I, impact I think, these
2: universal basic income schemes that are being trotted out? I'm specifically talking on the left coast here.
0: Well, you have to look at where we are now and how we got there. It's a long road, okay? Baki was 1973, which was the uh, Supreme Court case that allowed racial discrimination in higher education. Mm. Um, and now where we are with you know the wokeism and the whatever. So it might be, could it be 50 years from a decision that reverses it? Maybe I hope it's not that long, but you know, these things are oil tankers. They don't turn on a dime. Right. So uh, Absolutely. But I'm looking forward to, to, to them giving the full stop order, uh, in 2023.
2: Absolutely. Well, it might turn out to be an evergreen and get stuck in the uh, Suez canal. Uh, yeah. Tim, you can either scatter the chicken bones or use your analytic mind. What do you reckon?
3: I usually use my analytic mind to consider the chicken bones that are left on the plate, but be that as it, May 2023 I have sort of a one and one a prediction one and we had an exclusive to this effect just last week uh, at LibertyNation.com that Ron DeSantis will run for president there had been questions not about whether he will eventually run but whether he would choose to do it in 2024 with trump in the race and i think he's determined that he cannot let his moment and this is ron DeSantis's moment after his overwhelming victory in florida and his growing numbers among republicans across the nation he's not going to let trump stand in his way uh even though he knows trump will likely devastate him verbally at least and try to take him down he's already threatened to reveal Information that only he has, <laughs> he claims on DeSantis. Um, <laughs> right, so, you know, thing. he's called him to sanctimonious, et cetera, et cetera. But here's one A in the prediction. And I'm not quite going to make this a prediction. I might put it as high as 50 50 because it makes sense if you follow it through the ultimate Republican nightmare that donald trump decides to run as a third party candidate as revenge against the republican party which is increasingly unlikely to choose him as their nominee mike pompeo we have uh, I have it from good sources that mike pompeo is going to get in in january the Sanders is going to get in trump looks like he's not going to be able to get the nomination at least not a glide path the question is what does he do if he doesn't and the third party scenario for him makes sense he isn't subject to the rules and regulations of the republican party he's free to do to be the wild card that he really always has been and if he plucks off 20 percent of the vote joe biden is a lock
0: for a second term. Mm-hmm. I predict that if he does that, he'll be buried under the prison because there's enough people with enough power that want to go after Trump that if all the Republicans that are still left after he moves away from the party, turn their back on him, he's going to have some existential problems in America.
3: Well, yes, he yeah, may some of them. those
4: Republicans might actually join in on the efforts to yeah. make sure oh, he oh, serves yeah, time. True.
0: I think, yeah, maybe, 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 uh, maybe Ron DeSantis decides whether or not the uh, the games he played with the zoning board in Palm Beach to get that uh, Mar-a-Lago uh, that shuffle he did with you know whether it was a residence or not. And I don't know. A lot what's of, lot going of on that can be pulled against with it.
3: these uh, these people. Mike Lindell, who is the most pro-Trump person in the entire country, the My Pillow guy, he just came out last week and said he questions. Santis's victory in Florida <laughs> <That's> <laughs> by like, 19 yeah. points he questions <laughs> yeah. a Dade County vote well, so and yes. he is a Trump loyalist so you see that, that Trump is starting to emit stuff about other candidates I today. did
2: a uh full I, full. I, I did a year-end roundup on Liberty Nation the other day the state of political play uh, based on betting odds and uh poll numbers and obviously you have uh joe biden underwater by more than 10 uh no sorry by nine points kamala harris underwater by 15 donald trump underwater by 19.6 percent uh ron DeSantis 5.2 nationally he's the only major national figure with a net positive approval that does give you uh, some hints as towards the direction
0: of the country the real money bettors have said DeSantis is their favorite. You know, for yes, the, DeSantis
2: putting their own is- money at risk. Right. DeSantis so, is now favored by the cash bunny bettors to both secure the GOP nomination and- you can only expect Joe that Biden.
3: trend to accelerate mm. as the year goes along, I think. And DeSantis, if he picks his spot, to me, likely goes in the spring or, or early summer. By that time, you will be able to see how the Trump candidacy is playing after about six months.
2: All right, gents, we will uh, check back in on these predictions as the year moves on. Now, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back talking political New Year's resolutions with our special New Year's Liberty panel. Don't touch that dial.
1: For your freedom and your liberty, Liberty Nation with Mark Angelides.
2: With a new year beginning, many of us see this as an opportunity for a clean slate, a tabula rasa, if you will, and often make resolutions. Now, we're joined by our special Liberty Nation panel, Jeff Charles, Scott Casenza and Tim Donner, longtime host of this here radio show to hear either what resolutions they've set for themselves or what resolutions they think our political overlords should or could adopt. Tim, let's start with
3: you. Well, I've got two New Year's resolutions not in this particular order one of them is to respond to how i like so many others bought the narrative that the republicans were ready to you know basically for a red wave that i'm going to try to listen more to my own voice and be more skeptical about what i'm hearing in terms of conventional wisdom because i think i i'm hardly alone i think it was almost everybody with a few exceptions that bought that narrative and i think more independent thinking is something that we could all benefit Mm -hmm. as writers that's my first one my second one is that i'm going to eat more veggies but I'm only going to fulfill one of those two promises, so I'll leave it to you to decide which one is Tim, more likely. For this me is to not
0: work. Reagan rules. Ketchup does not count as a vegetable for these for these argument purposes. All
3: right. uh, I've got an expanded list of eligible item food <laughs> items. Scott, I mean, depends what the meaning of vegetable is. Yeah, we can't have about
0: French fries or ketchup, and uh, the, the doctors don't allow that. Uh, I don't know, Scott. We're going to have to
3: take <laughs> that one to the podcast and discuss it.
2: Well, I, I do notice that the uh, the the plant based meat alternatives uh, have been taking a a real uh nosedive on the stock markets say, yeah. recently. Um and I think what it is despite having uh, a lot of science behind the food technology, some great advertising and a lot of activists pushing it, I I suspect, and I don't know this for sure, because I have never bitten that particular bullet is that they just don't taste that good. So uh Scott, maybe perhaps follow Jordan Peterson's and Michaela Peterson's lessons and uh stick with the meat there scott let's move on to you new year's resolutions for yourself or for uh political let's call them
0: leaders two for myself the first is to eat more foie gras uh that oh. is uh <laughs> i want to support our nation's foie gras producers okay for, okay
3: scott i'll go along with it
0: who are now okay you know there's a new ban i think it's in uh new york uh perhaps if not i, I got that wrong it's another northeastern state dominated by uh Liberals in governance who have uh, forbidden the uh, the sale of uh, foie gras there. I wish they and, were uh, still liberals. Yeah, well, certainly. Um, and, you know, the funny thing is, the be- the best foie gras in the States uh, that I know of comes from New York. Uh, there's a uh, well regarded foie gras ranch or farm or whatever you call it uh, on Long Island. I
2: assume uh, you're talking uh, upstate rather than New York City there because I, I don't it's think there's Long that Island, many actually. geese, right? So it's, I, <laughs> kind it's of. It's one both. of the old
0: Long Island. Uh, you know, before they got kind of invaded by uh, all the, uh, you know, the people from Manhattan and uh, and the world, really. But uh, okay, foie F- right. on the menu is is to establish uh, to learn where I might establish a second residency if uh, if the politicians in the United States ruin this place anymore with their regulations and taxes and every other thing that uh, that I have a a solid foundation on where I might go ahead to. uh, To exfiltrate to
2: okay and obviously don't mention that on any particular broadcast because they will find out where you are scott what about you jeff what are your resolutions for the coming year
4: yeah uh, i'll I'll say what scott is don't let taylor lorenz find out where you move to just you know make sure that doesn't happen how do you stop her
2: Um, (laughs) well i mean she's apparently from what i hear on the internet she's incredibly old so she won't be around for that much longer right
0: Yeah, uh, you know for that me, was for the old political- joke. By the way, not for the her not being around. I I have no will. Of course, will towards, of course. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be a uh- focus of some investigation.
4: <laughs> All right, Jeff. Uh- you know, for me politically, uh, twenty twenty three, I'm going to be focusing on liberty. I'm going to be focusing uh, more local. I'm doing a little bit of a pivot. I have had a little dark night of the soul politically. So, um, coming up in this next year, I'm, I'm, my, my focus is going to be liberty, and I really want to focus local and personally and politically do what do what I can on the ground to to uh, to help move liberty forward.
2: Okay, that's a pretty good. That's a, that's a nice, worthwhile, clean cut gold there jeff wow yeah. okay no four yes, Bryce, like
4: you thought i was gonna make like some weird joke or something I, the I fact is i couldn't you think gonna of one declare so. <laughs> yourself crown is, emperor yeah. of
2: black twitter that's we're going to so see jeff plenty of that's that's in too. Virtuous.
0: Don't worry about that
2: yeah. Yeah. yeah i don't know
4: if they allow black anarchists on black twitter but we'll we'll see
2: well this is why i say <laughs> you need to declare yourself uh emperor xerxes of twitter <laughs> right. that, that's your new twitter handle xerxes jeff on the right Uh, Okay, gents, if we were giving resolutions to our political, uh, again, let's call them leaders, what piece of advice would you give them for the new year? Just a quick round the table. Tim, your person and the advice you would give.
3: Well, let's stick with the Donald Trump theme here that I've been running through most of this program. My hope is that Donald Trump would resolve to support The Republican nominee for president, Uh, whether whether it's (laughs) whether it's himself or someone else, else. I think he could commit to supporting himself if he's the nominee. I'm pretty confident of that. But whether he could support DeSantis or company, um, that is a critical question, because if he works against them just to get revenge, he's going to send Biden or his designated successor to the white house for four more years i'm not saying that that's a resolution that donald trump has made or even will make but one that he should make for the sake of himself the party and he can still be very influential in the republican party in a positive way okay uh, if he chooses to and scott who would you
0: advise well I think that the person most in need of advice would be the incoming speaker of, of the House of Representatives. Oh, Donald Trump. <laughs> uh, whomever that may be.
2: Whomever I, that I may know. be. Or Of is course, the, Kevin McCarthy is in place for that. Yeah. Is there
0: a possibility that, that that may not happen, or is yes. that is that dead set at this point? Yes,
3: there is a possibility.
0: Yeah, that's why I, I phrased it that way. Uh, and I would encourage them to read the Constitution of these United States. That would be my my, my best uh, uh Best advice for them, because unfortunately, all Congresses in my lifetime pass a massive quantity of legislation that is, on its face, unconstitutional, and that it's impractical to 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 follow the Constitution and have fidelity towards it is not an acceptable argument. You know, I'm mindful of Rand Paul's uh, uh, bringing out the spending bill and saying how they had a couple hours to vote on it. That any congressperson would ever vote on something they haven't read, I think, is a violation of their oath of office. And I, again, say it's not an acceptable rebuttal to that statement to say it's impractical to require them to read the legislation they pass. Impracticality be damned. All right. And Jeff,
2: a quick but final word from yourself. You know, um, I guess it's not
4: to any one person, but... From where I sit, I mean, the federal government's gone. They're just going to keep growing the government and growing the government. Uh, like I said before, the focus should be local. So I would say to any liberty-minded candidates, regardless of party, doesn't matter which party, liberty-minded candidates at the local level, run. Run for those local seats. Get in there
2: and, and apply the principle. Uh, supporting Mark Angelides for dog catcher, at that. federal dog catcher for the entire God, it's already States running for Year. Speaker
3: of the House.
2: Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah, he's
3: already got a nascent campaign.
2: <laughs> all right, gentlemen, thank you ever so much. I wish you a very happy New Year, and thanks for being here. Thank you. A pleasure. All that remains is for me to thank our special guests, Tim Donner, Jeff Charles, and Scott D. Casenza for joining us, and to wish all of you out there in Radio Land and beyond the very happiest of New Year's. Uh, I think perhaps I'll leave you with the words of author and thinker G.K. Chesterton, who who warned... The object of a new year is not that we should have a new year. It's that we should have a new soul. And I think those are words to live by. Happy New Year to you all.
4: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry.